when Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam departs from his home, Allah Ta'ala protected him, they could not see him. He left Ali radiallahu anhu on his bedding to keep his, to, to, to return the amanat, the trusts that were kept by him, by the Meccans. Anything of value would be preserved by the Habib of Allah sallallahu because of his integrity and honesty. Ali radiallahu anhu was appointed to return those trusts and depart after another three days. Nabi sallallahu leaves, Quran speaks, وَجَعَلْنَا مِن بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ سَدًّا وَمِن خَلْفِهِمْ سَدًّا فَأَغْشَيْنَاهُمْ فَهُمْ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ Imagine they are surrounding his home. He passes them, they don't see him. And when he departs, he goes to Abu Bakr anhu, and together from there, they leave in the direction of Yemen, in the direction towards Yemen, and they go into this cave. Abu Bakr anhu, making khidmah of Nabi wasallam because both of them were trying not to leave behind tracks. Because the Meccans were master trackers. They were master trackers. And the discussion, our discussion today, is about one of those professional trackers. One of those professional trackers. Four amongst the people of Arabia and Hijaz and Muqaddas were masters in tracking footsteps or hunting people down. They were none other than Suraqat ibn Malik ibn Ju'shum radiyallahu anhu Urwat ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu anhu Bishr ibn Mu'alla and Jarir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhu These four were professional in this in this work and in this profession So Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu were not to leave any tracks and finally when they reached this cave Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu insists on Nabi of Allah allow me to enter the cave and he cleans out the cave. He sweeps it. And he stuffs any open, openings of that cave to make sure that nothing harmful from there comes to harm Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he tears pieces of his lungi to stuff it in those openings. And then there was one specific hole that was uncovered. And he didn't have anything else to put in. He put his foot inside there. And when he made and he prepared this cave... He called for Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa to enter. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa enters this cave. It was the last few days of Safar when Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was blessed to be in the company of Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa What a companionship. What a companionship. And in this, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was stung from that hole. And he tries not to move not to awaken Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but his tears fall on the blessed Mubarak face of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi says, Abu Bakr, what's the matter? He says, O oh, Nabi of Allah, I have been stung. May my parents be ransomed for you. May my parents be sacrificed for you. O oh, Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam takes his saliva and places it on the wound of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, on the injury, on the, the point of where he was stung. And Abu Bakr anhu was instantaneously cured. They remained for three days in this cave. It was a Friday night, the Saturday night, and the Sunday night. And then started the month of Rabi'ul Awwal. Abu Bakr anhu's son Abdullah bin Abi Bakr would come there and bring any information. Because he would be in Makkah, any information he would bring it to Abu Bakr anhu. 
and he would actually make an effort to cover the tracks because then Amir bin Fuhira, Amir bin Fuhira, who was a man who Abu Bakr who purchased and liberated, he would bring the flock to cover the footsteps of Abu Bakr son because Abu Bakr son was bringing information and Abu Bakr daughters were preparing meals for them, Aisha anha, and Asma anha. and Asma anha was bringing the meals for Rasulullah and Abu Bakr anhu for those three days. And then it was Rabi'ul Awwal when Habibullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam with Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu's companionship, the third being being Abdullah bin Urayqit and the fourth being Amir bin Fuhayra radiallahu anhum depart on this Mubarak journey in the month of Rabi'ul Awwal. They are heading towards Medina Munawwara. But a, a different route was taken. It was a completely different route. They had the guidance of Abdullah bin Urayqit who wasn't a Muslim yet, Allah gives him hidayat later on. Amir bin Fuhira was good in this task as well. They took another route and the Meccans were searching for them high and low. What enticed the Meccans more to even search for Nabi wasallam and Abu Bakr anhu was the prize that was offered of 100 camels. There's a report that mentions in Thimarul Qulub that one day Suraqa was actually brought to see the track and when he sees this footstep of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this is a science called tiyafa, where you see a footprint and you would recognize whose footprint it actually is. And when he sees Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's footprint, he looks at it and he says that this is the exact footprint of the man whose foot is there in Maqam Ibrahim alayhi salam. Anyway, Suraqa in the Riwayah of Bukhari, Suraqa radiallahu anhu says, Whilst we were sitting amongst our people, some men who were searching for the Messenger وسلم, had come to us as we were sitting together. And they said, Oh Suraqa, we saw some shadows on this road here. Suraqa says, I realized it was them. But I said, because I wanted the hundred camels. No, it's actually not. Those were some people that left under our supervision. I said to these men. He says, I waited for a while not to arouse their, their desire to also do the same. And I get up, I said to my servant to prepare my horse and I told her where I would wait for her. And at that time, I collected the horse from there, prepared my spear and I left from another secret exit from my home. And I kept my spear low. I kept my spear low not to leave any trace of my actual intention or plan. I lowered my spear, keeping it low, keeping myself quiet. I got onto my horse and I galloped towards that direction. And as I'm going towards them, I'm galloping at top speed, as is reported in the riwayah of Bukhari. My horse tripped and I fell off. This was something very strange for me. Anyway, I then put my hand onto my cover and I took out my arrows and Arabs would do this. They would call this divining arrows, asking guidance of what should I do. Adurruhum amla. Should I continue the chase or not? He says, as I casted these lots, the response that I didn't want came out, meaning telling me not to go forward. But I went against the lots and I continued my chase. And as I'm galloping, I see them. 
to such an extent hatta idha sami'tu qira'ata rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wasallam i could hear rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam's tilawa of the quran he was going forward and he wasn't looking back allahu akbar allah give us tawfiq to be people of quran wherever we are read quran on journey read quran at home read quran wherever we we go wherever we travel wherever we are Let's recite the Quran al-Kareem. Quran will keep us calm. Quran will keep us connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quran is kalamullah.